You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. With host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I'm looking forward to sharing an hour with you. Goldilocks is all about finding the right balance. That special harmony in life that helps make each of us as successful as we want to be and helps us build a community that has its equilibrium just right. We live at a time where public safety and homeland security are top of mind across our communities, while the trust between professionals and serving uh, this professional serving the community and the community served are at a low point. As the movie Crash clearly illustrates, we all bring our biases into situations that may color our judgment and impair our decision making. On the other hand, technology enables us to move beyond our biases, analyze voice, video, and data to build a more scientific, fact-based decision support framework. When the right technology is appropriately integrated to complement the human efforts with the goal of building a more responsible public safety profession, it is possible to start removing conflicts and building the kind of a harmonious society we all want to live in. This week, as our final episode dictated to public safety and first responders, we will discuss specific situations and examples of how agile technology and intelligent technology, when paired with public safety stewardship, is helping communities become safer. We will also discuss how such technology is helping in the field of public safety training and development. To help me with this socially critical conversation of our times are two leaders from NICE, Chris Wooten, Executive Vice President, NICE Vertical Markets, and Rod Guy, Vice President of Strategy, NICE Public Safety. Gentlemen, welcome to our episode, Analytics to the Rescue, Rethinking Public Safety Decision Support. Great. Thanks for having us today, Cass. Thanks. Good to be with you. Great to have you both. I want to kick off the conversation uh, with each of you taking a moment and giving our listeners some context. Do take a moment and walk us through by painting a picture of how in your professional private sector career you evolved into where you are today in shaping the world of public safety for the viability of the various communities who are served by your technology. Great. So, uh, so I'll go ahead and start. And this is Chris. And um, you, you know, my background for uh, public safety is uh, I started uh, right out of college working for Motorola and uh, started selling radio systems to uh, to public safety. And um, over the years, that continued to evolve. And um, 
Uh, I joined a company that uh, was in the uh, recording business. So when you you know you made a call and you say this call may be recorded for quality purposes, mm-hmm. we provided uh, those recording solutions uh, to uh, to public safety. And over the last 17 years, um, as we all know, technology has changed quite dramatically. And as technology has continued to evolve, so have uh, those very simple recording products that, uh, that we provided back to public safety 20 years mm-hmm. ago. Those, too, have evolved to uh, address a lot of the, the challenges that, uh, that we have today in, uh, in, in understanding what happened um, based upon the large amounts of digital information that, uh, that is available through things like our smartphones and CCTV mm-hmm. and many other different technologies. Yeah, we have ample technology everywhere we turn, so that makes total sense that your career trajectory has taken the path with the evolving uh, technology tools out there. How about you, Guy? Yeah, so I, too, actually, uh, out of college, joined Motorola and actually Mm -hmm. in an engineering capacity and worked on developing software, application software, and, and, you know, enabling communications over mobile data, which this is before, mm-hmm. this is before cell phones and before, uh, you know, it was common to have a smartphone in your pocket. The ability to, to make communications silently and dispatching, you know, first responders and getting them to the scene quicker uh, with more information, that was kind of my foundation and introduction to public safety. And really, over my career of, you know, first in engineering and then in developing products uh, as a product manager, and and now into strategy, it's a, it's been focused on really that helping uh, take technology and apply it to address problems you know faced by public safety. And a lot of that is to do in handling information, getting access mm-hmm. to information, and making it available uh, to the the first responders and the investigators uh, you know when they need it in, in a way that they can make sense of it. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. I remember growing up, there used to be cell phones that fit in like a big shoecase, right? And now all of a sudden, everybody is carrying little cell phones. And every incident is videotaped by people around, even if the police or fire departments are not recording. Everybody and their brother is regarding every, recording every situation. So it's fascinating that we've come... We've come this far where everybody has their hands on technology and every situation, every incident is being recorded whether the public safety professionals are recording it or not. So it truly behooves everybody in the profession to use that similar technology and arm themselves to be more proactive. So thank you so much for that background and it truly gives me and my audience a sense of how you have grown with the industry itself. What comes to my mind when I think of public safety, as I had mentioned in the introduction, is the movie Crash. A lot of good people come into situations bringing their biases, just like in the movie. And at the point of collision, the history, the biases, uh, the shared experiences among people who come to that situation, all of it comes to bear proving how fragile and complex the human mindset and the human thought processes. And it is so wonderful that we have the technology tools to help us step back 
in various professions, various fields, to then start applying the technology to look at where is the human complexity missing the point and where can we bring in that fact-based intercept needed. And in my professional career, we use it in the financial regulated industry. And NICE has a very good methodology of introducing that into the public safety world. So what are you seeing in terms of proliferating this kind of a thought process with modern technology in the police departments? Is it something people are approaching you? Are you having to go and educate them and bring them in? How is the technology value proposition being embraced? And how is it being used for training and retraining that we so badly need? So, so doctor, you know, we're, we're seeing quite a, quite a transformation. Um, you know, in you know, 20 years ago, um, when you interacted with the police, it was, it was quite simple where, you know, you picked up the phone and you called and you asked for service. And, you know, we recorded um, all of the information via the phone call. And as technology has continued to evolve, there's more pieces of information that give you context as to what happened. And so as we have evolved from just recording the phone call, there's many other data points that are available now to capture. And what we do at the very you know, basic part is it's very important to understand uh, what was said, what was heard, and what was seen. And what we do is we capture all of that information and we allow public safety now to recreate that incident. And just mm-hmm. by being able to recreate that incident, that gives you a lot of information and context as to uh, why people made certain decisions that they made. You mm-hmm. now understand what information they had at the time of the decision that they made. And it gives things uh, a lot of clarity and context. And what we're seeing uh, public safety organizations doing is we're seeing them evolving from just recording the 911 call to being able to record other pieces of information or capture other pieces of information and bring it together into an incident. And once they have that incident, then they can actually uh, do something we call the quality assure that interaction by evaluating that um, interaction or that incident based upon certain um, uh, standard operating procedures. And it gives them insight into, again, um, how people did based upon the standard operating procedures, uh, based upon the information that they had, and gives them an opportunity if they see mm-hmm. that there's some deviation to, um, to you know, talk to that, uh, that individual, that, that whether it was a call taker, a dispatcher, or a police officer, because now I have that information that, uh, that I can now even share with that individual to help give them context as to what areas they may want to, uh, to improve upon, as well as it's, it's a great tool 
to help um, police officers uh, and also the the folks in 911 also um, demonstrate on the flip side of that that they did what they were supposed to do and mm-hmm. that uh, you know uh, there was no you know um, you know negligence or anything of that nature. So it can be used for training purposes, evaluation, and it can also be used for continuous improvement. And that's how we've seen uh, organizations uh, in the 911 space using it. Okay. So is it something that they approach you in terms of these are the challenges we're facing in our community? We would like to bring this technology on. Is that something that you are going to have to educate the community and the police departments to get the budgets approved? How does the behind the scenes work is what I'm trying to figure out here as we are having this conversation. It's important for our audience and listeners to understand their role in helping understand this value proposition and propagating it in terms of getting the right tools in the right hands so that we are building the kind of community we all want to live in. And we are getting ready to go in for a break. So I would like for you to give it some thought, Chris. And I think you're the one who is going to pick this conversation up when we come back from back because Rod is going to pick up the conversation on the um, uh, law enforcement part later on. Right. So based on that, start thinking about how do we want to continue this conversation as we look at what do we need to do to arm our communities to start asking the right questions as voters, as people working on boards of these entities. How can they shape some of this conversation and actively participate in the solution? Because it cannot be just between the police department and the technology solution provider. As communities, we need to come together, too. So where do we play a role? Where does that come into play? And think about that, and we'll pick this conversation up as we come back from break. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook That's KASHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. We are having a conversation with uh, leaders from NICE to explore how technology-enabled analytics is helping us better shape our public safety environment. Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. Thank you. Chris, so we're picking up our conversation. Why don't you go ahead and share your thoughts? Yeah, so I think that um, you know the you know the partnership between the community and the uh, policing uh, really starts at the grassroots level and starts at the community level, and obviously it starts with communications uh, between mm-hmm. the the two groups, and you know the role that we play is that we can provide technology that allows um, organizations, uh, public safety first responders, to really um, get a really solid grasp on, you know, what did people say, what did people hear, what did people Mm -hmm. see, and what did people do. And from there, you know, we can have a a good uh, dialogue uh, based on, you know, actual factual information and not, you know, conjecture and hearsay. Because I think what we see a lot, you know, and we read a lot in the newspaper is the, you know, the he said, she said. And, you know, we really, you know, lack that, uh, that objective, you know, piece of information that tells us exactly, you know, what happened and, you know, how we, from there, we can, once we understand what happened, we can, um, you know, really have a, a good, honest dialogue about, you know, where do we go from here and, and how do we, how do both the community and, you know, um, you know, public safety, what, what changes need to be made on both sides to, you know, improve uh, uh, relations. So, you know, there's those types of things, you know, um, we're, we're also one of the things that we hadn't really touched on that we, we wanted to talk about were analytics. Mm-hmm. And yes, something uh-huh. that NICE is at the forefront is, uh, is you know, automatically screening uh, interactions against certain, you know, standard operating procedures. So, Mm-hmm. In in a in a quality management program within uh, uh, public safety, it's very difficult to listen to every single interaction. Definitely. And what we do is we provide technology that allows a computer to mm-hmm. eva- listen to each one of those interactions and actually score it, and then bring to the attention of 
the quality team within many of these public safety organizations, those interactions that they might be interested in listening to that might be, you know, outside of the standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. So so it, it is fascinating that you, let me recap what I've heard so far, right? You have the technology to take the 911 calls, radio, and other data components and then develop analytics for evidentiary purposes, community interaction evaluation purposes, as well as quality assurance purposes to continue to build the police and community relationship as well as effective uh, execution of the public safety responsibility. Now, as this process evolves, can you help the listeners understand better with an actual example of how these, and obviously the analytics allows us to manage by exception because we can't manage everything. So by managing by exception, what are some of the illustrative points you can highlight that has helped police departments function better and communities be better served? How has some tangible outcomes happened? Yes. Yeah, so using analytics, and, and obviously I'm not going to get uh, too detailed because obviously mm-hmm. some of this information is, uh, is uh, you know, protected. Mm-hmm. But we've had situations where, you know, in many instances, when there is an incident, there'll be many calls to the 911 center. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very difficult sometimes to field all of those calls and be able to connect them and find those calls that are related. And we have many instances where we've used our analytics to actually uh, connect uh, calls uh, that appeared to be unrelated because there were just so many of them and you were having them handled by so many different people that Mm -hmm. we were able to use analytics to connect the dots, if you will, uh, and allow the police department to actually see a correlation and actually go out and, uh, and make an arrest faster just by the information that, um, you know, was, was available through another call that didn't actually seem to be related at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And, and so there's there's many many examples like that. Uh, domestic violence is a is a problem as we know in America, mm-hmm. uh, and you know we can use our solutions uh, for uh, you know getting those uh, those phone calls much faster to the to the prosecution, so that as that um, suspected domestic violence person is is brought to court that mm-hmm. that information can be available and be listened to by the judge, you know, at the time of the, uh, the arraignment, um, which, is, which is very important because many times that's the only evidence that exists relative to that domestic violence. And uh, we've seen many cities use our systems mm-hmm. uh, to, to address that very specific problem. That, that is such a valuable point you're making because domestic violence, a lot of times people don't even report until things are really, really out of control. The other other situation that comes to my mind as an educator, I'm in the classroom. Um, every semester we kick off uh, the session with actually having an active shooter drill. 
And we go through this drill with the students because we've had way too many uh, incidences in educational environments. Uh, are you seeing any of these tools used in those kind of incidences? Because we have a lot of people across various age groups in educational institutions having to deal with this tragedy as well. Well, our solutions are primarily used um, after the fact to determine what happened. And as you can imagine, in an active shooter incident, there is just a, uh, an overwhelming amount of digital information. Exactly. There's, mm-hmm. there's phone calls, there's CCTV, you have people that are using their cell phones and taking pictures or taking videos. And many police departments today are now accepting that information to the 911 center. And that information is very critical and has to be captured. So then as we start to figure out what's going on, we can use our solutions to recreate that incident. Mm -hmm. So that's where we see our solutions being used most often in, in those types of situations. Okay, so it is always after the fact, but triangulating all the data points and all the informational sources so that you can recreate and quickly analyze and come to a decision support mechanism. That's correct. Okay, okay. So other than police departments, are there any other public safety agencies that are using your technology? Correctional facilities, fire... There's EMS. a whole there's a whole host of of um, you know organizations that use our solutions. Mm-hmm. Fire EMS are, are are very big users of our solution, as mm-hmm. well as organizations that are critical infrastructure, airports, mass transit. Mm-hmm. All of them are very you know concerned about what's happening and, and what happened. Uh, and also, too, there's a liability factor there. So all of them capture and um, use our tools to analyze uh, incidents to understand what happened, as well as mm-hmm. using it for the quality assurance approach as well. That makes total sense. And I can also see a department or an agency that is using your services over time, analyzes their own interaction with situations, and then tailor their own retraining and uh, developmental plans for their own people by utilizing some of these lessons learned, right? So there is an added component to this in terms of developmental aspect. That's absolutely correct. Okay. So it's interesting that we talk about public safety and the analytics and the data around public safety. And then there is a whole another aspect of law enforcement, right? And I listened to what you're explaining and I have used um, and seen some of the nice solutions for the uh, financial services and education sectors that are highly regulated. And what comes to my mind is it's almost like law enforcement was like law and order, like on the TV show, right? It's paper, doing research, going to the box, getting all the documents. And technology has moved it from the law and order world to almost like CSI Los Angeles, where it's on a screen and you swipe and you can integrate data points and video and everything is getting integrated real time. And for those of us who are not in the field, TV becomes 
the closest proxy for what an agency looks like, right? So it's fascinating to see that art imitating life, life imitating art, whichever happened first, we are having the ability to use some of this technology. So where do you see some of the opportunity for uh, law enforcement uh, and public safety people learning this technology as part of their job? Do they need to learn it? Do they need to learn to do their job differently with this? I, I don't know if they need to. You know, what our tools provide is, is as you highlighted just a moment ago, um, obviously each organization has a, a, you know, a standard set of procedures. Mm-hmm. And again, our tools allow people to understand how they're operating today. So, you know, and, and from there be able to um, identify ways to continuously improve. And, you know, one, thing, one comment I'll make is uh, don't believe everything you see on TV. Uh, uh, there is, uh, you know, uh, CSI has caused a lot of problems for us in our industry because everybody thinks that, um, uh, you know, a crime happens and then, uh, you know, 56 minutes later, uh, everything gets solved with all these really cool state-of-the-art tools. And uh, while there have been significant enhancements in, uh, in uh, technology, we're not to the minority report uh, uh, area yet where we can anticipate <laughs> things happening before they happen. But we can do a really good job of helping people understand what happened. And Mm -hmm. by understanding, you know, history is usually a very good indicator of the future. And um, this is where we, you know, specifically in our public safety area, we try to focus is helping people understand what happened so they can affect positive change in the future. Beautiful. And a point well taken. And after all, TV shows have to end in 56 minutes or so, right? So they have to bring the conclusion. But that's not where the real world is. When we come back from the break, Rod, I am going to pick up the conversation with you with regards to law enforcement. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Live up to your fullest potential. 
This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. Rod, picking the conversation back up with regards to law enforcement. Um, Law enforcement and technology go hand in hand. We have such fractured, smaller and smaller entities in different communities. And even within uh, agencies, departments don't necessarily have the ability to share data. Not all data is electronic, right? And when they're in boxes, sometimes boxes go for a walk, things disappear. So how is NICE and NICE's technology entering the space of law enforcement to bridge some of that gap and help address the dilemma we're facing at a time where it is paramount we deal with this and deal with this right? Yeah, it's it's a good question. And, you know, uh, public safety is embracing technology and employing technology to help, you know, solve different problems, whether it's you know, putting body cameras on officers to improve transparency and, and you know, capture, as you said earlier, mm-hmm. you know, from their perspective, what happened, uh, all the way to, you know, the 911 calls. The interview rooms now are oftentimes recorded when they're talking to, you know, whether it's a witness or a suspect or a victim, oftentimes those interactions are also captured. And today, the job of a detective trying to you know, work on a, an investigation, whether it's a property crime or a crime against a person, they're mm-hmm. faced with, you know, accessing information that maybe, you know, have evidence or information relevant to their investigation. They're, they're having to log into or access different silos of information across their department and even outside of those departments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and there's quite a few, you know, you mentioned the uh, the, the dichotomy of, you know, paper processes and now the people's perceptions of, uh, of a CSI with, you know, a minority report, every, all the information is online. The that's reality that's is somewhere right. in between. There's, there's a lot of manual processes that have to happen, literally filling out forms. Now they're electronic and they email them, but they're still, you know, sending mm-hmm. information and asking someone to do something and waiting for it to come back. So there's a lot of you know, manual steps and, and, you know, logging into 10 different systems to, to find and then download and burn a copy to a disk and stick it in a paper folder, carry that paper folder around with my, as part of my investigation and eventually make copies of it all and drive it over to the district attorney's office to share for my case. So there's a lot of things that we can do, and this is where we've developed our, our nice investigate solution to really help a lot of those manual processes, all the whole investigation process from the collection of the evidence across all these systems, uh, the analysis of it, uh, you know, making mm-hmm. sense of uncovering, using analytics, uh, uncovering insights and, and, you know, surfacing information that's inside of the documents and the interview rooms and the NAVL one calls that are a part of a case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once they have, you know, analyzed all of this digital evidence and media and, and documents, and, and are ready for filing consideration, then the ability to share it all electronically with the prosecution 
uh, and eventually even uh, the, the, the defense attorneys and the public defenders of the world. So really it's a whole investigation solution made to help make detectives more effective and more efficient uh, in doing their jobs. And I actually saw a wonderful video that you carry on your website with Commissioner Charles Ramsey that actually talks about the value proposition of Investigate as a solution. Are you seeing people actually appreciate and value and embrace it? And where are you seeing it actually um, helping the community and the uh, public safety work together to build that trust and build that community partnership? When there is something fact-based, then all the biases and the arguments tend to go away, right? So I'm hoping that we are beginning to see some of that bridging taking place. Yeah, definitely. Uh, seeing a lot of you know interest and and uh, the the value proposition is resonating, and and really our solution even helps that community engagement. It helps uh, enable communities or agencies to work reach out to communities and allow. For example, businesses to register their CCTV cameras and residences to register their cameras mm-hmm. with the department and, you know, allow detectives to know that those cameras are available and even have uh, a way to make contact and, and gain access to video that could be relevant to an investigation. The ability for, uh, as, as Chris, uh, I think you mentioned earlier, you know, getting access to, uh, you know, smartphone video that may have been captured by someone, uh, a witness, uh, uh, you know, on their smartphone, being able to collect that and get it uh, immediately to a detective is a challenging mm-hmm. proposition today for many departments. And so enabling that community engagement and, and you know, allowing the public to help, you know, with the investigations, the, the net of it all is is better outcomes. Mm-hmm. You know, the detectives are able to, to you know, spend more of their time solving cases, work, you know, talking to victims, interviewing witnesses and, and, and mm-hmm. following up on leads. And they're, they're spending less time, you know, driving to pick up a DVD or, or making three copies to drive it over to the district attorney's office. There's just a lot of uh, time saved that can be better spent, uh, you know, helping the community and, and improving public safety. Definitely. So it looks like the solution is also helping agencies work smarter. Everybody's working hard, but nothing compensates for working smart, right? So it it allows everybody to work smarter, but it also sounds like it allows us to bridge the community and the public safety professional divide by engaging the community, whether it's businesses, households, and participate in that process so that it's set up as a shared responsibility. And when that responsibility is shared, then the animosity reduces, at least I would hope. No, you're absolutely right. You know, I've, I've actually uh, been uh, fortunate to participate in, in, you know, outreach meetings with, you know, uh, law enforcement agencies and, you know, uh, members of the community, including Community Watch, you know, representatives and others that, you know, frankly, Community Watch members, they want to share the information and the video mm-hmm. and the photos that they have and collect. They want to help, uh, you know, police agencies. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to enable that uh, engagement. Mm-hmm. So I am I have an interesting question here that I think is interesting. You both live in communities, but you're also serving the technology needs of your community's public safety. So in your communities, in your community interaction, when people find out what what you do, what do they say and how do they react? You know, 
for me, I'll, I'll, I'll go first, Chris. You know, for me, I, I actually take a lot of pride and I get a, an emotional benefit personally uh, mm-hmm. for, you know, serving public safety the way we do and, and helping them be more effective. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, the people I share that with, uh, you know, really understand and it resonates with them and they, you know, respect and, and see the, the intrinsic value that, that we can uh, enable and help public safety doing so. Oh, I can completely see that. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I would, I would echo Rod's comments. You know, we have, uh, you know, a couple hundred people in our public safety group within NICE. And, you know, while we work for a publicly traded company, we're all very uh, mission-oriented, and we're all very focused on um, uh, trying to help public safety uh, be more effective and efficient and do their job. Their job is hard enough as it is. And um, we take great satisfaction. Uh, me personally, I run multiple businesses at NICE, but I have to say the one that gives me the most satisfaction is public safety because, you know, we're doing something meaningful there. And again, we believe and I believe that, you know, public safety is probably the hardest job in the world, especially yes. these uh-huh. days. Mm-hmm. And um, it's important that uh, we, we, we work very diligently to create solutions to help them uh, make their job just a little bit easier. And we, again, I, I personally take great pride in this business and, and what, we, uh, what we're trying to do. Uh, and I think uh, a lot of the people that are associated with us do as well. And I am actually very happy to hear that. As you already know, and my listeners probably already know, I teach the public safety and homeland security profession. I've been teaching this profession for 18 years. And there, I have not come across another group of professionals who are more committed to making this a better place and who truly are deeply vested in getting things done right doesn't change the fact that we're all human and we have biases and things happen. But as a profession, there is so much writing on it. And so my question as we bring closure to this segment is, are there any tools or demos that you have in your site that people like me can take it into the classroom or take it into a community conversation and talk about some of the solutions out there? Sure, we have um, you know we have demonstrations of uh, of all of our products, and you know, we are very uh, willing to uh, to share that information and what's uh, what's available. Uh, Rod and our you know our other subject matter experts and uh, salespeople spend their days you know telling people about what we have mm-hmm. and uh, and opening that dialogue, and we're happy to do that not only with practitioners, but also, too, with, you know, organizations that are tasked with educating people mm-hmm. about public safety and, and homeland security because it is very important. And the more people that know about it uh, could potentially use our solution, but even more mm-hmm. importantly can add input to us on how we can make our solutions better and more useful to, uh, to uh, public safety. Mm-hmm. And I'm also thinking as we strive to break down the barriers of, that are causing conflict, the more armed every, every citizen is with information and knowledge, then everybody is going to be in a happier place, a calmer place when we engage in a conversation so that the conflicts or the potential for conflict is minimized. So that's where I generally tend to come at 
as a citizen, as a beneficiary of the public safety in my community. I'm always looking to figure out how do I help ease some of this tension because I know most of these people who are delivering services, I've had them in my classroom and these are great people. And all it takes is one or two bad apples to give the whole profession a black eye, like any other profession, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, what makes public safety's job very difficult is they're under the public scrutiny each and every day. And, you know, I mess up in my job just like everybody messes up in their job every day. And they don't, you know, execute, you know, flawlessly. Uh, and what makes their job very difficult is on those days that they don't execute flawlessly, um, it, you know, obviously garners a, a lot of scrutiny. And today we have the 24-hour news cycle that mm-hmm. continues to, you know, exploit some of those uh, uh, situations. And, you know, uh, like you said, we're all human and uh, mm-hmm. people join public safety to make a difference. And, um, you know, I think uh, sometimes they, uh, uh, obviously there are situations where there's, um, you know, there's, um, uh, you know, involvement required, Mm -hmm. but uh, Mm -hmm. there are some bad actors out there. But, you know, for the most part, doing this for 25 years, these are very selfless people that really want to make a difference. And, you know, we see examples of that every single day. I couldn't agree with you, Mo. Thank you for that thought, and we will pick this conversation up for our last segment soon after the break. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Cass Henry 
at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining Chris and Rod from NICE, who are my guests today to talk about NICE value proposition in terms of providing a technology-based analytic solution to improve and enhance our public safety and law enforcement world. Thank you very much, and welcome to the final segment of the show, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. So, as you look at where we have started and how far we have come, and looking at how far ahead we need to go to to solve our problems, combined with the emerging technologies that are so rapidly happening, where do you see the industry is headed? And where do you see the public safety environment emerging in terms of the long-term strategic vision and how we can best prepare to be there when we get there? Yeah, so maybe Rod, I'll take it first, and then you can uh, you can uh, and jump in. Um, you, you know, I see that where we as a society are creating you know an incredible amount of information, and I think we've touched on it a few times before. You know, we're not carrying phones in our pockets; we're carrying computers, and these things can do so many very uh, incredible things. Things that you know we didn't imagine ten or fifteen years ago. And I think, you know, where things are going, uh, like in many other uh, industries and and, uh, vertical markets, is where those um, organizations that are able to harness the power of information, those are going to be the the ones that uh, that benefit the most from the new technology. Mm -hmm. Um, Organizations and... um, folks that um, don't embrace the technology and find a way to harness it are going to be um, buried in the information. And we see it time and time again where there is information that exists that could lead us to uh, being proactive to maybe, um, you know, head off a potential situation that we miss because we haven't harnessed the power. And I think where, you know, Mm -hmm. where we're driving to is trying to find ways that allow um, uh, public safety to uh, ingest all of this information and being able to, you know, to, to, to use the phrase, connect the dots between information that may look unrelated at the surface, but in actuality is related underneath, and it's a little bit harder to see. And if you're not, if you're dealing and having to physically touch each and every piece of information, mm-hmm. then it becomes almost impossible to see the relationships uh, between different pieces of information. And as we've seen time and time again, you only have to miss one piece of information. Uh, and what we're striving for and where I think we want to go and where we want to get the industry to is, is actually leveraging every piece of information that's available to them. Okay, so you're envisioning a place where we are taking information and turning it into insights and actionable decision support at the same time making sure people are not losing the forest for the trees. And exactly, and doing it in a real-time manner. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. How about you, Rod? You know that's a that's a great uh, 
summary of, I think, the future. And I, I think the opportunity or the challenge today is, is all of these silos of information and be able, being able to, uh, you know, synthesize and make sense of it all uh, is, is where technology and analytics, uh, you know, holds a lot of potential for, you know, helping them be more effective and also, like you say, not miss that crucial piece uh, of the puzzle mm-hmm. that uh, enables the, uh, the the crime to be solved or or to uh, uncover what was what was previously uh, you know missing and buried in in the the sea of information. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. Now, if you know, folks who are listening or folks who go and listen to the show and are interested in getting information about. NICE and the solutions and the various technologies available, what is the best place for them to go and get that information? Yeah, Cass, so they could go to www.nice.com, N-I-C-E. Very simple. www.nice.com. That is is very, very easy, and I'm sure people can easily find it. So as we bring this show to a close, I cannot thank you enough for giving such valuable insight that is going to help our communities become more agile, become more timely, and function in a real-time basis to solve our real, real problems that are fraught with dilemma. Thank you so very much for making the time, and it has been such an honor and pleasure to have you both on the show. Great, and thank you so much, Kaz, for allowing us to share. Yeah, it was a pleasure. pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank you. And as we bring our four-series uh, four episode to close on honoring public safety and first responders, I want to take a moment and thank all public safety professionals and first responders out there who countless number of times go and perform these thankless jobs to make sure we are safe, we are protected, and we live in safe and secure communities. Thank you very much for your service. You can listen to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right, every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment Channel. I encourage all our listeners to email me your thoughts, your feedback, your ideas at drcasshenry at hotmail.com. I would love to hear your questions, feedbacks, and any topics you're interested in hearing. I want to be able to respond to your questions as well as share this journey with you and make sure you are part of every episode that we are airing. Next week, we kick off our leadership series And I cannot wait to have our wonderful guests to share their lessons learned and their perspectives in their leadership journey. I am so very happy that you, my audience, continue to come back and share your hour with me. It is truly an honor and a privilege to spend an hour a week with you. Thank you for being a part of Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. As you go about the rest of your week, please incorporate our call to action to continually shape our lives and take some of these ideas and recommendations and thoughts shared from the public safety environment to build a safer, secure world for us and our loved ones. And when you do that, remember, every human interaction is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for our transformation. So let's go out there and transform our lives, starting with our own. 
Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.